passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hello again, Pats pals and Foxborough friends. It is my distinct pleasure, as it seems to be every couple of months or so, to welcome back someone who so proudly lives off the grid and maintains next to no digital footprint. Yet every now and again, when he needs to reach the masses and the mass holes, he gives us a shout and says, I got something fun going on. Guys, let's talk some football and throw me a promotional bone. Six rings and football things. And everyone at WEI is more than happy to welcome back the bear in the room, the original mustache, an innovator, a great thinker, a Super Bowl champion, an educator, a philanthropist, and a hero. The one and the only, the Matt Light of the Matt Light Foundation himself. Mr. 72 is in the house. Big Matty, how are you, kid? Buddy, I am good. And listen, I, I say this with all sincerity. If I'm going to come out of the woodwork, it's always going to be for you, my friend. Always, always have a great time. I absolutely love it. And one of the things uh, that people need to appreciate, or I, I hope that they, as they travel along, if they haven't, uh, if they have, if Pat's nation hasn't steered too much into resignation, as I like to say these days, because it's been such a tough season, if they're following along in our joyous little community here, uh, They'll remember the many appearances that you've made. And we have gone from uh, Matt Light, uh, fresh from the slaughterhouse. Uh, we Then last time we had Matt Light in your executive suite uh, wearing nothing but a bathrobe. And now we find you uh, in your cabin's retreat uh, with your with your beautiful dog at your at your fireside with a bear 
that I believe you actually hunted in the great state of Montana right behind you. And right before the podcast, uh, what did we dub him again? Yeah, that's number fifty-four. That's uh, that, that's that's Erlacher. <laughs> I, I think that's what we said. By the way, I, I have to say, uh, unbelievable attire that you're sporting today. I mean, I, I don't know if this is like, <sighs> you know, uh, well, it's clearly on the mindset of Patriot Nation. It has been painful, but it has that's been that, incredibly painful. Yes, it does make for a great shirt. So yeah. I, I just want to acknowledge that you you. Your styling. Shout out to uh, a regular, uh, a follower and fan of Six Rings, Scotty DePasqua, who just made these on a whim because he thought it'd be funny. He sent me one and I thought, you know what? No better place to debut it with a man who has no filter, tells no lies, and is full of nothing but vim, vigor, and of course, the truth, the one and only Matt Light. Uh, Matt, I know you got some awesome promotions that we uh, that we want to attend, that we want to address. So let's start with the positives before we get into the great uh, to to the the morass, the uh, the sea of unfortunate and negative that has been the Patriots season. And uh, I hope uh, Erlacher behind you, who really was at, never the same. I mean, you were there, by the way, personally in 2006 when Brady juked Erlacher. What what happened when you guys got back in the hug? Here's just one of those little s- small diatribes and asides, if I may. I think listeners would love to know. Did you guys say like, Holy shit, Tom, did you just put the moves on Erlacher? Like he left, like that's one of the all time non championship level highlights from Brady's run. And I think you're, uh, you're 11 years in Foxborough as well. Hey, look, in real time, I'm not sure how many of us actually saw it. You know, it's first flying, you got your responsibilities, but I can tell you this much when we got in the film room for film study on Monday, mm-hmm. it was hysterical I, i'm talking you guys must have been well we wore it out man i mean i'm talking you talk about we look in in football when you're doing film study you rewind and rec- and and go over stuff five billion times it's it's annoying not for that one i i honestly think that he was so off balance that's the only reason he was able to do that i mean we all know tommy can't run out of sight in a week you know it's I mean, <laughs> we're talking about a guy that has zero scramble ability right yeah but somehow against the guy who you know look what Erlacher in his prime you know was a guy that everybody talked about if he's you get near him he's gonna knock you off your feet right he was a hitter you know he was aggressive and for, so for him to do that unbelievable I mean what a highlight for Tommy matter of fact it should be his number one highlight that, yeah, on like the top ten Brady moments, that's that would that would definitely enter the chat, as the kids like to say, or it would like to be seen and heard from as well. I can only imagine how many times you went through that, and I'm sure Belichick was like, "Oh, look at that, we got Barry Sanders out here in the open field right now. Look at that." I mean, look, we can't we can't gain the length of my G many Christmas. My <laughs> Erlacher was a hell of a player. It was one of the many great men. I'm sure you had a face full of somebody you were dealing with as well, but. That was a great one. All right, so Maddie, you got two awesome events coming up. Uh, the first one called Whiskey and War Stories. That's Thursday, December 7th from 6 to 9 at the Stockyard, a place familiar to one and many who work at WEI or may have driven by our dumpy little building in beautiful, safe, Brighton, Mass. Great steakhouse, fabulous experience. Uh, you are partnering with Horse Soldiers Bourbon. Uh, Scott Neal, you're hosting a dinner. It's a bourbon tasting. You already had me at Steak and Bourbon. Uh but Scott is a former Green Beret who's got some stories that you're going to share. Tell me a little bit about this one first off. 
Yeah, you know, look, I would encourage anybody go go watch Twelve Strong, and and that that chronicles the story of the first of our soldiers, our special operators, to drop into the Middle East right after nine eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And and these guys literally were riding on horseback with the Mujahideen army. It's an amazing story. You you talk about heroes. You talk about mm-hmm. people that inspire. You talk about sacrifice and what that truly represents through the eyes of those that have served this country at the highest level. We're not talking about the 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 just regular infantry, you know, the 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 regular military members. And I'm not degrading them either. But there is a clear difference between them and our special operations community, the mindset. I mean, Scotty Neal, for example, was a breacher. First guy in the room. You, you want to talk about a set of nuts on a guy? I mean, that's insane to me. His stories are incredible. The people he served with, the missions they accomplished, what they did for our country. And so this is an opportunity to sit with these guys. A couple of days before this epic game, mm-hmm. that's taking place on December 9th in Foxborough, yep. you know, and, and this is a chance on Thursday, the 7th, to be at the Stockyard, one of my favorite places. Mm. I mean, those those people are amazing there. Uh, it's such a and, great, it's such a great, it's such a great approachable steakhouse without having to pay like steakhouse prices because the hedge fund guys are paying or it's someone's bachelor party that you're going to be full of regret later on. Like awesome spot to get comfortable and then just like eat, drink and start a dialogue or rather sit back, listen and be educated. And it's these yeah. things that you do. One of the things that I love, in addition to like, you know, the the years of great play and thrilling memories that you gave myself and many other Patriots fans at, during your playing career, now especially with the Light Foundation and all of your other philanthropic and educational endeavors, you bring perspective to so many different occasions that I think people don't quite fully grasp or understand, whether it's helping educate the youth for a brighter tomorrow or just showing people how hard it is to do the things that provide us our everyday freedoms or make light the wheels of life turn. I love that you, I love that you do that. And this sounds like an awesome, awesome night. Yeah. And listen, I mean, it's what I love too. Look, I've, I've been so blessed to do what I've done in life. And honestly, I thought for sure they were going to figure out they made a horrible mistake in 2002 <laughs> and they kept screwing it up all the way yep. to 2012. But you know, I've been fortunate. <laughs> I get to meet these incredible people you know, they, they love football or I, I, I get introduced to them through a friend and you hear their stories. And, and I spend time with, you know, the men and women that serve this country, the lessons you learn. You talk about humility. You talk about sacrifice, hard work, pushing through the pain, you know, all those lessons that, you know, we got a little bit of that on the field, but nothing to the degree of what these guys have done, these men and women. And so, we're going to have fun telling these stories. They're going to tell the stories. I'm going to sit back, moderate a little bit, engage a little bit, but really soak in some great stories, some great whiskey pairings. And, you know, look, it, the money's going to support the Light Foundation. And again, look at these guys. They serve their country, they sacrifice, and now they're making an impact in so many different organizations across this country. So it's going to be a lot of fun there at the Stockyard. Yeah, a lot of the, like you say, a lot of the hallmarks and the tenets of football that you think would cross over and apply to the military do, but only to a certain degree, because we have to remember that while it is a very physical and violent sport, it is still a sport and it's ultimately designed for entertainment, whereas these people are preserving our very freedoms and taking care of the fabric of this great nation as well. This sounds like a perfect lead in to what is taking place at Gillette Stadium on the 9th. I just want to let everybody know you can go to whiskeyandwar.com dot give smart.com 
to purchase tickets to Whiskey and War Stories Thursday, December 7th, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Stockyard with Maddie Light, Scott, uh, Scott Neal, and company. And then, if that's the preamble, the main event, the main course, if you will, is Saturday, December 9th, America's game, as they call it, and, and it should be. And I'll tell you, I know you're you're we had you on a couple months ago and you were plugging that awesome promotion you did where a couple people got to meet Tommy during his return when he came back and ran down the field and he pumped his fist and said, let's go again. And that tens of thousands of grown men just broke out into tears and they were like, I miss you. <laughs> Please come home. And it hasn't gotten much easier since. Uh, that was an awesome promotion to benefit the Light Foundation. But if anyone has, and I know tickets are very expensive to this game, but if anyone knows someone who said, hey, I got an extra for the Army Navy, Navy game, or if you've thought about going, I cannot recommend going enough. The Army Navy game is one of the great sporting experiences in America. The pride, the patriotism, the camaraderie, the togetherness of this event is absolutely unparalleled and I'll also point out that in the years that I spent working for CBS sports network doing my tailgating show, Maddie, I got to go and cover the tailgate a couple of times. Some of these guys that used to like keep a hot pot and feed everybody in the field, they can cook. Like you're, you're going to eat and drink real well. If you meander about some of the lots at America's yeah, game, who knew that an MRE could be that tasty? You know, I mean, it's just phenomenal. You know, Fitzy, I, well, I, I thought, I thought MRE star. I thought Matt. I thought MRE in your world stood for Matt's ready to eat. <laughs> every second of every day. By the way, all right, that's a fact. <laughs> Nicely you. done. So, thank look, you, I, I hear you describe this game, and you know, I'm, I'm actually very, you know, disappointed in myself that I didn't realize the magnitude, the scale, like how epic this game was right you know you hear about the army navy game and for some people it's like all right here's two teams that you know aren't in the hunt you know or what i don't know what you think but you don't give it what it truly deserves and i am so excited for this game and and the hype i mean people are losing their minds trying to get tickets to this thing i mean they're doing mm -hmm. whatever they can and it's impossible i mean you you're gonna have four star three star generals you're gonna have commanders yep. and sergeant majors and all the top brass that that make up the finest of, of, of what this country represents they all descend on this plus then all the contractors and all the people that have you know had military family members and they want to be there and they talk a lot of trash i mean i'm hanging out with the army guys for the most part scotty and mm -hmm. you know the green berets and the guys that he brings to the table and you know these guys are literally chomping at the bit for this game. They love it. It's intense. And and so, you know, look, we we wanted to I don't want to say capitalize, but we wanted to provide an opportunity that could do two things. Get people a seat in fine fashion and raise money for the foundation. So, we've yep. got a suite and we're going to open this suite up. We've got 12 packages that we're selling, two tickets each, plus the biggest tailgate in Foxborough that day. You're going to have exclusive access to. There's going to be generals. There's going to be special operators. There's, there will be food like you can't imagine, enough whiskey to drown the man, and we're going to have the time of our lives. And they're going to come up to the suite afterwards. So you're going to watch the game with some of the greatest military minds in our nation. Mm -hmm. It's going to be phenomenal. So we're, we're excited about it for sure. It's not a cheap ticket. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It's 10000 right? Five mm -hmm. grand a pop. 
We've only got 12 of them, but we're going to fill this suite, and, and we're oh. very fortunate to have the ability to do it. In addition to the fact that there's probably still plenty of people that could afford that as well, and now a lot of regular listeners to the podcast might be like, yeah, um, I can only usually get like a Papa Gino's and a four-pack when I'm watching a Pats game, Maddie, so I'm out, but have a great time. For, for the people that can't afford this, uh, for people who want to give someone an experience of a lifetime, or, or someone who's just like, you know what, YOLO, blanket, I'm going to get after it. And I'm going to meet Matt and some of these guys. I'm going to take this day. It's a big, it's a big expense, but it's also going to be an unforgettable memory. And I'm telling you, it is. Uh, you just when you see everyone dressed and the the marching and the flyovers and the singing, uh, you know, there's that old. I think there's that old reputation that the game carries. Growing up a football fan, when football was always on the TV in my house, the Army Navy game meant all the basic football games of college football were over. And this is the last game before you would sit through the month of sadness until bowl season began. Well, now bowl season begins immediately and there's 900 of them and only 895 of them don't count. Uh, the teams have gotten better. It's not just two old teams on a lousy TV running the wishbone. It's actually a very entertaining competitive game. And on top of it, the food, the drink, like you said, knowing that you'll also be contributing to the light foundation you do not want to miss this. So once again, it's Matt Light's epic tailgate party for America's game. It's armynavy.givesmart.com. That's armynavy.givesmart.com to get tickets, support America, and have, honestly, a football watch and tailgate of a lifetime. And if you want to make it real easy, just go to mattlight72.com. The pop-up will come up with both those on there and check it out. So Whiskey War Stories, Army-Navy game celebrating America, and, and I'm excited, man. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus to your shirt side, right? Yeah. The, I keep seeing this painful, and and I just got to say, 
as we transition here, mm-hmm. painful is probably the right word, but but I do I do still have hope, Fitzy. I, I know I know I, I I sometimes as a doomsday guy, I talk about how the rule changes have changed the game forever since the 2011 CBA, and they mm-hmm. did. I've talked ad nauseum about you know how guys prepare or the lack thereof, the rules of engagement. They hit less in an entire season today than we did in just the preseason. Think about that for a second. How can you possibly expect your starters to go out there and execute at a high level, not create, you know, all these mental errors, um, not be able to execute some of the basics, right? Lining up on sides, all this stuff. How do you expect them to function at a high level the, the way that we are used to seeing them when they cannot practice it? And look, football is a game of repetition. We practice, practice. We have a walk practice. A walkthrough to get ready for the walkthrough before the actual practice. I mean, right. it's insane how much you do things. And you're asking these guys to do that. And 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 I said starters. How do you expect them? What do you think happens when the starter gets hurt, which is happening at an unbelievable rate today? Your backup who hasn't seen a, a rep under like full f- football speed all year, now he's going to go out and you're going to expect great things out of them? Come on, man. We're putting these guys in terrible positions. We're putting these coaches in impossible situations because course correction is is really not a real thing today, right? Like you want to make changes midstream? Good luck. It's not easy. Never has been. Today, it's almost impossible. Yeah, before I, I'm, I'm so glad you approached this sort of like NFL-wide and league-wide first before we get into it, just a couple small details of why you think things have gone south the way they have in Foxborough this season. I, for one, think this season, if I can be completely blunt, sucks. And I'm not just talking about what we're seeing with the two and seven Patriots. I think that, you know, the easy line could be like, oh, the NFL's drunk this year. Just like, you know, uh, it's just one of those years. It's kind of wonky, you know. Oh, you're just sad because of the Patriots. Oh, there's no front runner. So there's not a great narrative. I just think the quality of gameplay league-wide this year and it could be to the fact that there's uh, not been great quarterback play. It could be because of the rule changes. It could be because it is a giant slap and tickle, and then it's supposed to turn into car crashes. It's just, it's just very, it's beyond wonky. Like there's there's no fluidity to it. Like I'd almost, I, I, I almost don't recognize it half the time. I dare you to show me on the first half of the season what the great game was where two teams played at an extremely high level. There were minimal penalties high execution, highlights galore. It just hasn't happened yet. And I don't even know like, if we have to just be ready to have lousy first halves of the season and then entertaining second halves and postseasons because it's been garbage thus far. Yeah, listen, um, I-, I want you to think about it a little differently. And for the audience and, and, and the people that will listen to this, don't think of some of the things that are glaring, right? You, you brought up the quarterback play. And I agree. If you want to look at it just at at glance or just as a fan, right, and you want to evaluate it, you say, man, where are the Peyton Mannings? Where where are the the Tom Brace? Or or where are the Drew Breeses or even the Eli Mannings, right? Like where, where, what, what happened to these guys? I mean, they're not coming out of college like, you know, as, as polished as they used to. Like what exactly is happening? And I would ask you to say to yourself, 
If you took the same, and I firmly believe this, if you took the same quarterbacks that are starters today in the National Football League and you brought them back to the pre-CBA, uh, uh, 2011 CBA, and you put them on these teams, I think you see a, a big difference. Maybe not, uh, definitely not in all of them, but you're going to see a big difference. And why? Again, broken record, you had, you had offensive linemen who could practice their craft who could get ready. So if these guys are executing at a higher level in front of the quarterback, don't you believe that you would see better play out of these same exact guys? Yes. The answer is yes. Uh, and, and so, and it's not just in pass protection, you know, look, the best offenses we had were, were really rooted in a ground game and the numbers might not say mm -hmm. that, but I promise you that when we rush the ball 25 times or more, the odds that we won the game were probably close to 90%, right? I mean, it was mm -hmm. it's, it's astonishing. So there's so many little nuances. There's so many little aspects of, of an offense that make it happen. It's not always what you think, but it always starts with having an offensive line that can go out there and consistently execute. And you don't have that today. And I believe that that's why you see quarterbacks who aren't, what we expect or what we've come to know about the national football league, but it is the reality now. Oh, for sure. I, when I think back to some of the, I, I one of the, the things that aggravated me the most on Sunday was Ramondre Stevenson has his longest run to date, a 64 yard touchdown against Washington. Then he has eight more carries the rest of the game. And I was only eight for 23 yards, but the, the fact that the he's having a down season, Zeke can't find any room to run. Uh, don't even get me started. That has been the bell I've been ringing and the red flag I've been waving since March. The line stinks. The line needs help. That's where it all begins and ends. Uh, you know, you look at a team right now, and and I, I can remember back to your days. Antoine Smith, we he ne never gets enough credit for the way he used to set the table and get everyone ready for Tommy and you guys to deliver in the end when it mattered most. Obviously, the the what's likely considered the best Patriots team of all time that won a Super Bowl. 2004 Pats, you guys, 1,650 yards from Corey Dillon. You guys were smashing, mashing, and dashing all the way through. You guys were a borderline juggernaut. I'm surprised that team lost a game that year. Uh, but, you know, Monday night Monday night with Miami happens sometimes. Uh, but, like, here's a team, for example, this year, a team that's surprising people. Now, they're only four and five, but their rookie quarterback is balling out, C.J. Stroud. And everyone's saying, ah, oh, you know, uh, look at this guy's crushing it against Mac and oh, Bryce Young, whatever. Want to know a little secret? The Houston Texans have invested extremely heavy, heavily in their offensive line, and they're reaping the benefits of it. Like the kid is able to take the time to find a bunch of unnamed receivers and execute offense at a high level. These are the things that people are sleeping on in the NFL now, Matt. And I think lots of teams, including sadly our two and seven Patriots, are paying the price for it right now. Well, and listen, let, let's also not, you know, say what's actually happening with the aggression within the NFL, right? They they made a point <clears throat> to tamp down aggressiveness, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's, you know, policing the way that people get hit, the way that even the offensive linemen engage the defensive linemen. I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. insane. Excuse my interruption, but like, I, I just want to point out last Sunday, Washington, oh, the defensive end who sacks Mac Jones, it is a textbook sack. It is a yep. perfect hit wraps him up in the midsection and then just brings him to the ground, roughing the passer. What the, I mean, really 2028, my podcast partner, Andy Hart has a theory that the 2028 Olympics 
where flag football is going to be a sport is actually a forerunner that the NFL has engineered through the Olympics to test out if contact can one day or ultimately be removed or modified in the NFL. Yeah. You know, listen, when, when you, when people talk politics, one of the things that you always say, if you want to know, you know, what this person's all about, follow the money, right? Follow the money trail. See, see who, see who backs them, see who, you know, they work with and who, who's pulling the strings. And it's, it's always true. And it's always been true when it comes to politics, no different than any, in the NFL, follow the money, look at what fantasy has done to our beloved game. And I look, I, I don't begrudge anybody that plays in that realm, but it shouldn't dictate the rules of engagement in a sport that is designed to be violent, right? Like, can we not say that? Like football should be violent. It's the way it's created. It's why we put pads on. It's why we work out. And honestly, it's the only reason I played the game. I never went to jail when I got off the field. I came close one time, but I never I never went to jail. I loved getting in a fight, a street fight, but I always got in trouble. I did a lot of community service. <laughs> I had to paint park benches as a kid in my hometown. <laughs> I had to watch people going to my church where my mother was the choir director while I'm doing community service. And by the way, I wasn't wearing an orange jumpsuit suit, but they all knew why I was out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So football's violent. It should be violent. When it was violent, it made a lot more sense and it was a lot more enjoyable, but it's controlled violence, right? I, I don't, I don't ever advocate for guys going out there trying to hurt somebody. No, I don't want Andre John. I don't want Andre Johnson versus Cortland Finnegan, where guys are pulling off helmets and literally starting a brawl in the middle of the field. But you know, it's like I, Nate Ebner was kind enough to join us in the Putnam Club for our pregame talk show last week. And we talked a lot about how in rugby, you've got great form. It's a very violent sport. It's super physical. Yet somehow these guys are able to absolutely mash each other for two hours. And then at the end, it's like great game, mate. And they all go out for pints. Yeah. And, and now in the NFL, you like you can't you can't touch each other. You have to everyone's enemies. It's all vitriolic. And uh, it's just. Bitsy, you, you know what the answer is, man? And, I, and this just hit me. If we can somehow convince the guys at DraftKings to come up with a fantasy stat on how many people get laid out, or I, I mean, that's probably the wrong way to say it, but clean hits, big hits and all yeah. that stuff, it'll take it to a whole nother level. It's the only way. Again, follow the money. Look at why the rule changes have happened. Look at where they went. I mean, hey, look, you know, go back to 2010. We're not going to give you a 17th game. We're, we're not playing that. There's too many hits. These guys are getting beat up. They're breaking. Fast forward to today. They got the 17th game. The rate of injury is worse, worse oh, than it's ever been. But yet somehow it was okay. Well, why was it okay? Oh, because we were told that we don't hit anymore. And they don't hit anymore. But it hasn't improved the reason why they didn't you know, want to hit anymore, right? So. Right. It's so convoluted. It's hard for people to understand it, but I lived it. I was there. I, I was there when we played real football. I was there when we signed the new CBA, and I knew at the time we signed it that something wasn't right. Well, you know, look, the reason that we took this path was to get the 17th game, and they got it now. Can we now go back to playing real football? I mean, yeah. that'd be nice. It makes sense, actually. The 2011 season, your last in the NFL won – 
that uh, will always be remembered for sticking in my and many Pats fans cross because you absolutely should have won that game. And I'll curse the name Bernard Pollard for rolling up on Gronk's ankle and the AFC championship as well. Yeah. You had one of you, you had one of your best games as a pro dealing with the giants line, getting revenge against them for 2007. And, you know, they fumbled three times. The breaks didn't go your way, but now I understand why you made the decision to leave at the top of your game, as opposed to continue playing to diminishing returns. Um, Matt, you know, Maddie, real quick. I know we got you for another couple minutes real quick. I just want to ask you about three people in particular. Um, real quick. What the hell do you think happened? What happened with Josh in Vegas? At why, and why did his second tenure as a head coach in the NFL? So eerily, mirror his first you would have thought he would have learned from the experience in denver and the humbling that would have come with that instead it's almost the exact same amount of time he had starting quarterback and elite wide receiver issues all over again and there you see those guys acting a fool dancing and smoking cigars after beating a disabled giant squad last sunday like they had just won a super bowl what what, what do you think happened yeah, listen, there's uh, first of all as you know as the world knows an nfl coaching job one of the toughest things on earth, right? Mm -hmm. You know, fans are fickle at times, you know, ownership can be very confrontational in terms of, you know, how they interact, you know, with the coaching staff and the players. So not an easy thing to do, period, in the story. I think Josh is a great assistant coach. And and that it factor, right? The, and, and when I say it factor, I'm talking about the ability to communicate with a wide swath of individuals, right? That's a, a really strong skill set. Look at now, some people would laugh and say, like, oh, Bill Belichick, you know, does he have the bill? I'm like, no, well, B Bill's very unique. He has his way and he never ever falters. So you can't call BS on it because it is him, it is real, and you'll learn to respect that. But take some other guys, look at some of these characters who have been head coaches. And, and think about their ability to communicate with the fans, with ownership, with players. It's a unique skill set, and they weren't necessarily the best X's and O's guys. Bill's the best X's and O's guys, but he even cut his teeth under some of the better voices and communicators as head coaches and, and that's that's a very important skill set to have. You have to be diplomatic. You got to understand when to push the buttons and when not to. It's a psychological game, right? You're dealing with a whole bunch of people from a lot of different backgrounds, some of which don't really give a damn about you, period, but you still have to lead them. And that leadership ability, that it factor is, is crucial to being a head coach, especially in the early years. You know, you can okay. you can you can get away with a lot of stuff later on, but in the early years, and I just and this isn't a knock on him, I just don't think he has that aspect of his game to be the head coach. Great assistant coach, but mm -hmm. I don't think the head coaching realm is for him. Yeah, I mean, great offensive mind, obviously, schematic guy and all that jazz. It just doesn't seem he lacks that it factor, and that's great insight on that. And we'll just roll right into Bill and the trouble that he's having this year because now there's all these stories. I mean, I'm sure you probably read it or heard about it this week and thought, holy smokes, you got to be kidding me. Is this, is this, re is this reality? Like, did I, am I in the upside down? There are these stories and rumors of if the Patriots falter in Germany, and it probably is the best week for the Pats to be in Germany because they'll get a lot more love in Frankfurt than they'll get in Foxborough this weekend. Um, you know, they have huge fan base over there. They're dying for some American football. I don't know what kind of quality product they're going to get over there this weekend, Maddie, but if the Pats, by chance, 
should get beaten, embarrassed, smoked, or boat raced by the Colts, and the Colts are playing pretty good football these days, then there's a chance that there could be the the swinging of the bye week axe that the you know that the guillotine may drop on Bill Belichick midseason, which is just like unthinkable. So, what do you say to that? What do you say to the idea that Belichick could possibly be coaching for his job? And how do you think he's struggled this season? Like, where what's the disconnect? Well, I think the disconnect has been kind of the same over the last number of years, right? Um, you know, it's hard for Bill to relate to these guys that are coming in today. It's hard for me. I, 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 I've never wanted to coach, but I do love working with young people, and I, and I, and I actually like when people are willing to learn, right? So maybe, maybe I'm saying speaking out of both sides of my mouth, but Bill. I just don't think he can he can relate to these guys the way he needs to and and he doesn't he didn't really have to in the past but he always had a Scott Pioli or somebody director player personnel coaching staff people the Ivan Fears the Dante Scarnecchias the the you know uh Pepper Johnson I mean I could go on for days about oh, how Weiss and Rack and the genius wow, of Ernie wow. Adams. I mean, yes. my God, you guys had so many great minds looking down upon the field, on the sideline, coordinating That's with right. Bill, and not to mention the you, the Malloys, and then that turns into the Harrisons and the Laws and the Vrabels and the Brewskis and the McGinnis and the Pfeiffers. You had yeah. so many leaders on the field. It made Bill's life so much easier, but now – there's very little left of the Patriot way and the Super Bowl era to police the field and help build, deliver the message and execute the vision. And I feel like it's all just start, starting to seemingly sour. We were willing to sacrifice, Fitzy, sacrifice our own, you know, brand, so to speak. I mean, these kids coming in today, they, they are so focused on their brand, selling their merch or doing their thing, creating opportunities off the field. And it, that's not the Patriot way. It never has been, never will be. And so, look, I think the struggles are the kind of people that are coming in, and he just can't. He can't. I mean, you – and by the way, again, the 2011 CBA was the biggest nightmare. It took it, – it's the kryptonite for Bill Belichick. He was able to condition us into great playing by literally putting us out there over and over and over again. They took all that away from him. The only thing he can do now, and he does it at a higher level than, than probably all of them, is he can get him in a film room and he can break down film and he can educate through film. But that only takes you so far. All the rest of it has, is null and void. It doesn't exist anymore. So he's going to struggle with that. He's going to need to get a lot of help. And by the way, they're not growing like coaches like we had back in the day on the coaching tree anymore either. You know what these coaches do? They all bicker and battle for jockey for position and hierarchy and pay scale and all that. They're so cutthroat in the National Football League. And I heard that directly from a guy that I played, you know, not with, but during the same time who became a head coach last season and who may have been head coach in the team they're playing this weekend. So I promise you the culture has changed. The ability to truly sacrifice and give up that people maybe people don't realize what it means. If you're a young person, to sacrifice means you're willing to give up things that you want for the betterment of others. All right. Just in case there's like a a weird disconnect there. And so yeah, he's going Novel to struggle, thought, yeah. man. 
And yeah. by the way, do I think they're going to fire Bill? I think it'd be the dumbest thing in the world to do, you know, at this point in the season. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, you, you got to have more respect than that. I think it's crazy to believe that that could happen. Um, you know, but it is the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you think he's the, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you, let you out on this one. Uh, do you think he's the right guy for the job next year? I mean, I kind of gleaned from your answer, maybe what, what you're thinking in terms of maybe it's time for a sea change or maybe it's time for a fresh voice in the room as well. But do you think, do you think it would be time maybe to move on next year? And if you were on this team right now, would you be willing to go to the mattresses per se for someone who's a bit of a different egg himself in Mac Jones? Well, you know, the, the Mac Jones thing, it, it's, it's hard for me to comment on it. You know, I, I, you only see what you see. Right. And, yeah. and I think when you're a coach, you, you clearly see so much more, so many more in the interactions. I, I'm, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm old school, man. I'm, I'm more worried about his character, you know, as an individual versus how well he can throw the ball. Give me a, somebody with great character and some ability and and I can I can work with that. I can I can win with that. I know it because we did it, right? I mean, who I, I was not a great player. I mean, when I got here, I was not a great player. I became a better player over time because it meant something to me, right? It really meant something to me. I don't know how much the game means to a lot of these players today. And I don't know how much it means to all these guys that are in that locker room in New England either. You know, I know there's been some bickering. I know there's been some back and forth with these guys. There always is, but it's different now, right? So, you know, in terms of Bill, the better question is, if not Bill, then who? And I think that's the harder question to answer. You know, is it time for him to walk? Again, I'm not in there. I don't know all the little things, you know, the relationships, the the the, the back and forths, the ups and downs of you know, how things go on a daily basis. Is it toxic? Is it not toxic? Is it fixable? You know, th there's a lot of questions there. Bill's the best coach in the history of the game. I, I believe that firmly. So if you're going to walk away from that, who, who, who is it? It's a great question. That's a great cliffhanger to leave him on, you know, and I love that line about how you arrived a good player, but you became a better player and a better man because of the experience. And if people aren't willing to open themselves up to the sacrifice necessary to go through a similar experience like you had, if they are just focused on their highlights, their IG, their brand, like you said, then maybe it is time for a sea change. I don't know who that person is. Um, it makes Sunday's game and subsequently really everything about the remainder of this season. So fascinating. You would never, I don't think you'll ever see a more fascinating two and seven team in the NFL than these new England Patriots. I'm not going to miss a moment. I'm sure you won't as well. Um, and we appreciate all your wisdom and your perspective and analysis here today, Maddie. Once again, if you would like to learn and attend the whiskey and war stories, that's Thursday, December 7th, six to nine at the stockyard in Brighton. That's whiskey and The America's game package, 12 VIP tickets to the suite with Maddie, the generals, the tailgate, the sweet food, the whiskey, all that and then some. It's an ask. It's a couple bucks, but I'm going to tell you, if you got it or you know someone who does, it's worth it. That's armynavy.givesmart.com or you just visit mattlight72.com and you'll be supporting some of the amazing work Matt does and not only showcasing why Jason Kelsey is now one of the sexiest men alive because beards, brawn, and beers and bears do go a long way in terms of sex appeal, but also helping mold and educate some of the young minds of now uh, in an old school way to prepare them for a new world. We love the work you do, Matt. We love seeing you doing well. Um, 
Love the endeavors. We love talking Patriots with you. Thanks again for the time, brother. Uh, all the best and happy holidays to you and yours. Fitzy, I love you, and I look forward to the next one. My man, it's always the best. This has been Six Rings and Football Things, a special edition with our pal, the one and only Matt Light. Thank you for tuning in. It's a presentation of WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Thank you to our sponsor, FanDuel, fanduel.com slash six rings to take advantage of their promos right now. We'll be back very soon to get you ready for the game in Germany and beyond. As always, good day, God bless, and go Pats. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.